0: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Andre from the Mental Elf, and I'm here with Michelle Angelo Hosha. She's a PhD student from the University of South Florida, uh, and she is the um, very proud recipient of the Student Best Abstract Award at the Together for Action 2020 conference. Uh, her talk at the conference last week was entitled, Where is the Survivor's Voice? An Examination of the Individual and Structural Challenges to the reintegration of immigrant human trafficking survivors. Michelle, um, human trafficking is a huge problem currently uh, across the world, but also particularly in the United States. Uh, And Florida, where you're based and where you work, has the third highest number of reported cases of human trafficking in the US currently. What was it that drew you to working in this area in the first place?
1: Hello everyone. Um, first, thank you so much for inviting me to participate uh, in this podcast, and I really, I'm really happy to be here. Um, what, what motivated me to do this research? Uh, two, I was doing my masters in 2014, 2015, and I one day I was watching uh, a mother, from a Mexican mother, talking about her child who was trafficked. And listen to her story, motivate me to discover my passion for social justice and um, what I can do to help my own community, my com- my immigrant community. And during my master's degree, um, I was I had the opportunity to do my research, and so I decided to study human trafficking, how the system, how uh, how the system impact, the influence of the victims here in the United States and I want to I want to try to understand why why there are so many victims in the United States and especially why I live in Florida because during the during that time I discovered that Florida was the third state with highest number of victims of trafficking and I was very curious about the immigration how policies impact the experience of immigrants and how does this connect to human trafficking so so that's when I started I start to conduct my research. And for one year, I did ethnographic research. I went to the field because as an ethnographic researcher, I want to, when I'm doing my own research, I want to be able, I want to go to the field and talk to people. I want to understand how the system works and so I start going to councils. I start going to meetings, the governmental meetings about where people make decisions. Political uh, politics, they make uh, decisions about the, the 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 programs for victims of human trafficking, and also I start going to non-governmental organization events. And one thing was really bothering me there because I was going to all those meetings and. As an immigrant, I didn't, I I was asking myself, where is the survivor's voice here? Because I don't, I see everybody making decisions for them, but I don't see them here in those conversations. So I start to question myself, okay, people are talking about their experience, but I don't see them here talking about their own experiences and how we can improve the system to help the other victims. So one day I went to a human traffic summit. And there I was able to experience, to to see, to talk to several immigrant survivors. And they were telling me the same thing. People are making decisions for us. They are making all those decisions, but it's not our voice. And sometimes we just want a little help. Sometimes the, the things that help that we need is small compared to what they are talking in those meetings. But sometimes those little things is disregarded. So we need to have people that, that live this experience to be able to talk and share their voices so we can make improve the policies, improve the educational system, the, the trauma, the, the health service for those victims.
0: It seems to me that the very phrase human trafficking it does something. It kind of dehumanizes and and commodifies these people, these individuals, these victims. Um, is that a, is that an important part of your work? Do you think to destigmatize and reframe what it is to be a a victim of of trafficking or, or a survivor of it?
1: Yes, um, I'm really passionate about media studies, and um, I always try to understand how media portray women and minorities and uh, and how this impact people's lives. And when I was talking to the victims, I was, um, they were telling me about several times they were the police officers or the service providers, they came to help them, but several times they were seen as a criminal because the majority of them were Immigrants and they, sometimes they have issues with their immigration status or other issues, and several times they were seen as a criminal. And during our conversation, several of them told me that, for example, Silva is one of the people, one of the victims that I, she talked to me and she was trafficked twice. And a lot of people ask me why a person is trafficked twice or For example, a person that is working as a, uh, for example, in a bar or in a, you know, we don't see them as a victim, we don't see them as a victim of human trafficking. But sometimes they were telling me this that a, a victim of human trafficking, they don't fit those stereotypes created by media. They can be here close to us, but sometimes we don't identify them because they don't have all those stereotypes created by the system. And especially, so I, in my research, I analyzed how the US government, how they create these, these narratives of victims of trafficking. And with the voices of the victims, they start to tell me that sometimes, uh, for example, uh, a mother, a mother, a mother, she's being. Tra- she's an immigrant mother. She's she has her kids, and several, a lot of times, sometimes the own trafficker is the husband or is someone part of the family or someone part of the community. And a lot of times, these women they prefer to be quiet or to be to be there or being still being a, a victim because they want to protect their loved ones. And when someone comes to my house and asks and discovers that, for example, I co- something happened I, or they caught me, and because, for example, I'm undocumented immigrant. A lot of sometimes they're gonna see me as a criminal who's someone that's committing that is that broke the law, but in reality, I'm 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 a victim. So that's when I start to deconstruct this idea: what means being a victim, what means being a a victim of human trafficking. And sometimes a lot of people, a lot of victims. They are. They don't see themselves as a victim because they are so attached to the trafficker. Sometimes they they have they are so emotionally attached to the trafficker that, for example, one day I'm here exploiting you, but the next day I'm giving love. So a lot of sometimes they don't see, so they end up going back to the traffickers. So we need to deconstruct because we're creating this idea: oh, she's trafficked, she's suffering, she's doing all she's suffering so much that she if she leave the trafficker she's going never come back but sometimes a lot of cases that i i I saw is victims going back to the traffickers because they don't see they don't see they have an emotional uh connection with the traffickers so we need to deconstruct this and and open our eyes to also one thing that was very important to me deconstruct uh to stop thinking about for example uh sex worker sometimes just because she's recognized as sex sex worker because she chose to do this but you don't know you don't know her story so we need to open ourselves to see to to listen to people's stories so we can especially law enforcement especially service providers we because a lot of the victims told me we are not heard sometimes you are very often treated as a criminal or treated as the. Treated as someone who was, I chose to be a trough, uh, uh, a victim, and so we need to. So that's the reason I, in my research, I try to deconstruct this idea and analyze the media, and also be more conscious about what you are watching and are we are we receiving everything what the media tell us, and we create those stereotypes in our heads, and that's it. So we need to open ourselves to see the world different and how we see others and how we listen to people's stories.
0: It strikes me that, you know, there's lots of structural things that could change um, that would make life easier for these people. Um, You know, you, you don't have a an administration currently in the US that is particularly welcoming to immigrants. And so there's things, you've got an election coming up, you never know what might happen. Um, But I wonder about more um, frontline things that can change, you know, services that we can make available, training that we can offer. What did your research find that could be implemented quite quickly at the front line? What are the implications of this work? Okay. So,
1: uh, after one year doing interviews, I conduct several interviews, going to the field, talking to people. Um, one thing that we need, one of my recommendations is for we first, we need to uh, stop labeling detriment survivors. Like I said before, we need to open ourselves just to listen to their stories. But also we have a very we still we have a very weak policies, especially when the victim is connected to immigra- immigration and or sometimes um, how those victims are re-victimized. and um, so we need to create because sometimes a lot of the victims they don't feel comfortable depending on their immigration status they don't see themselves they are afraid to seek for help even though they have rights, they still prefer to be quiet and still prefer being being suffering or be quiet. So we need to, uh, to change policies so immigrants can feel, the victims can feel safe to come and ask for help because a lot of them, they prefer to suffer or then ask for help because they are afraid of what's gonna happen to them and with their family. So, um, so, well, not, like again, as I said, we need to put the victims or the survivors um, on the conversation, going, inviting, creating safe spaces so they can feel comfortable enough to come and, and talk and share their stories. And through their stories, through their needs, how we can improve the system to help those those um, the the next. The, the future victims or the the victims who are now seeking for help so because a lot of them they 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 didn't have service and a lot of service especially another the professionals that is working with the victims they need to have enough multicultural training they need to one of the things that the victims told me is not because someone speaks Spanish that means he's able to understand my culture or my language, or because one word, one translation. Just because you think you speak Spanish, that means you can translate and and properly uh, translate what I'm saying. Sometimes how you translate can change the entire meaning of my of my need on and how the the system can help me. So we need people, people from different countries with different cultures, uh, people able to speak different languages that can. And that can understand my culture, understand my the way I talk, and and uh, so I can share and you can translate from me especially uh, law enforcement service providers, lawyers. Um, we also need a lot of trauma, uh, trauma care. Uh, we need, um, sometimes the victims told me that they they went to talk to the to uh, health. Uh, service providers, but they were not prepared to to take care of the, the victims. Sometimes they were making questions because sometimes when you are taking care of the victims, they are going already so much struggle and how you how you ask questions, you can re-traumatize the, the victims. So uh, the healthcare so, so, uh, professionals, they need to be prepared to to, and also have more empathy in how you treat, because sometimes it's very. They are in a very hard situation. Why I don't want to share this information with you right now? How you can ask me better questions that can make me feel safe to share my story with you, and you can help me to overcome my trauma. So, so th- those are some of the main, um, the main. Uh, uh, we need really need provide provide trauma informed care. Um,